0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
1: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. From the field of 68.com, Rob Douster, one of our uh, go-to analysts when it comes to men's basketball, joins us with Paul Craig, David Smoke on 365 Sports. Rob, what a great day to have you on after number one and number two go down, and what a night it was in men's basketball.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it was one of those nights where it reminds you that college basketball absolutely makes zero sense, and it's for the reason why we love this ridiculous sport. Uh, and the best part about it is uh, tonight, Kansas goes on the road, number three team in the country. Yukon goes on the road, number four team in the country. Tennessee goes on the road, number five team in the country. Number seven, North Carolina's on the road. Number eleven, Oklahoma's on the road. It's only going to get crazier from here, man. And and it just it's why this sport is so great. It's why it's so much fun, and it's why. Uh, in the middle of January, you should be locked in on college basketball every single
0: night. Rob, Houston in their first year in the Big 12 uh, got their first taste of uh, a road game at Ames uh, last night, and this is different uh, for them. Now, they're pro- are they still going to be the same kind of good, but just going to feel different because they're not going to only lose two games in the regular season?
2: Yeah, I mean... Look, it is what it is when you're playing in the Big 12 versus playing in the American, right? Like, Iowa State is a team that is consistently finishing in the middle of the pack of the Big 12, consistently looking at, like, a 10 or 11 seed, at, like, a 500 record in conference play. And, oh, by the way, in the last two seasons, they've beaten an AP top-10 team seven times. That's the middle of the pack in the Big Twelve. You know what that would be in the American? That would be winning league championships. That would be contending with Houston. So uh it's it's gonna be a bumpy road, but that's what life is like in the Big Twelve. Houston's still gonna be a title contender. They're still number one according to like all of the metrics. They still have Jamal Shed, they still have LJ Cryer, they still have uh twenty-seven guys that are six foot seven with a seven foot six wingspan that are happen to be built like Uh, like wrestlers that are elite athletes and happen to be the toughest guys that you're going to find on a basketball court anywhere, right? Houston is still going to be Houston. They're just going to be like 15-5 in conference instead of 19-1. It is what it is. It's the Big 12.
0: Rob, uh, the the only team uh, on top of them in the rankings uh, going into last night, Purdue uh, going down in Lincoln, Nebraska ball, rushing the court. Uh, Your thoughts on number one going down and, and what it means for both sides?
2: You know, I, I watched that entire game on it was on Peacock and not everybody could see it, but I watched that entire game and I think it said a lot more about Nebraska than it did about Purdue. There's questions that you that, that Purdue's gonna have to answer on the defensive end of the floor. There are two losses. They've given up 180 points combined in those two losses. Uh, Northwestern and Nebraska combined to shoot 14 for, uh, I'm sorry, 24 for 43 from three. They combined in 85 minutes of basketball, had just 12 turnovers. That's not going to get it done on the defensive end of the floor. But at the same time, Boo Booey is uh, a fifth-year senior and one of the best point guards in college basketball. He's a Tony Naga. If you guys haven't seen him play, he's one of the most entertaining players in the sport and hit like four or five ridiculous threes last night. So did C. DJ Wilcher. Um, at some point, you just kind of got to tip your cap to the teams that are playing at home with all of these 22- and 23-year-old veterans. It's going to happen, man. Life on the road in the power conferences in college basketball is not an easy place. And when you don't show up ready to play, which I don't think Purdue did, um, then you're going to take a loss. Now, the one thing that will be interesting to watch moving forward with Purdue is I thought that the way that Nebraska guarded them was really interesting. Basically, what they did was they sold out every time somebody set a ball screen with Braden Smith Purdue's point guard involved and double-teamed him until he threw a pass. Every time the ball touched Zach Eady's hands in the post, there were like 17 guys around him. They basically said, look, Braden Smith, Zach Eady, you guys aren't going to beat us. Anybody else on the floor, go ahead, try to beat us. We'll see what happens. We'll live with the results. But Braden Smith and Zach Eady are not going to beat us, and Nebraska found a way to win that game. So I'll be curious to see if that's something more teams do and how Purdue adjusts to that.
1: Rob, with the 18 conference games, a lot of conferences play 18, 28, whatever the number might be. But what would your guess be if you want to be a tournament team? What will you need to be in the Big 12 during the regular season as far as in the 18 games? Is it 10 and 8, 9 and 9, 8 and 10? I think you probably have to get to 500,
2: right? And if you get to 500, you've probably done enough to be able to get in. And that goes for most of the conferences, most of the power conferences, except for maybe – uh, the the Pac-12 this year. But I think if you get to 500 in the league, you're going to have a pretty good chance to get in because I don't think you're getting to 500 in a conference like the Big 12 without being a team that's good enough to be a tournament team. Um There might be teams that end up Eight and ten, seven and 11 that get in. But the difference between this year's Big 12 and the last couple of seasons is that if you look at the bottom of the conference, I think there's more, uh, winnable games. Whereas, you know, last year you had Hall of Famer Bob Huggins finishing last place in the Big 12, right? Um, and I, you just don't have that this year. UCF is not, uh, what last year's West Virginia was. So I think that it, it will be a little bit easier to pick up some wins at the bottom of the league uh, than it has been in the past couple of seasons, but it's still, you know, uh, you, you still got to get eight, nine, 10 wins or something like that to even be in the conversation, to even be in the mix.
0: You mentioned Kansas earlier. They go on the road tonight. Uh, that was a team, uh, you know, that, they, they, you know, getting Hunter, Hunter Dickinson that, that kind of, you know, really no one thought was going to gonna lose much this year. They've had a couple of, of hiccups along the way, but they're still really, really good. They got a really lucky against TCU the other day on the road and got a, a a great call. Is this a team in Kansas that can get back into the Final Four, or do you see them maybe because they don't really score a whole lot um, lagging when it comes to the postseason?
2: I, I'm torn on them. I go back and forth because, because on the, the one hand, you are giving me a team with a point guard that has already won national championship. You are giving me a team with a head coach that has won two national championships. And you are giving me a team with a five man who is the best, uh, outside of Zach Eadie, the best player suited to, um, playing in the style of offense that, that two time national championship head coach likes to run. You give me all of those things. Plus, Oh, by the way, Kevin McCullough has been a first team all American this year, right? Mm-hmm. That on paper looks like a team that should be able to win a title. Now, when you put it all together, what we see on the court is uh, it's not quite clicking the way that you would want it to click. They're elite defensively, right? You have four of the best defenders at their position in college basketball when it comes to Dewan Harris, KJ Adams, Kevin McCuller, and Hunter Dickinson. But offensively, they're trying to figure out what to do in that last spot. Jamari McDowell. Johnny Furphy, and Marco Jackson have all looked like freshmen. Nick Timberlake has looked like a guy playing his first season at the high major level. One of those dudes has to step up. And if one of them can step up and consistently give you 8, 9, 10, 11 points and shoot like 36% from three without being a liability defensively, then I think that Kansas is going to be a team where they look a little bit better than they've been. Uh, but to date, I'm kind of buying into them Because they found a way to win. They have a bunch of guys that are tough that that, that have been through the rigors of college basketball and then understand what it takes to win a close game with Bill Self as the head coach. Then I am looking at them and saying, yeah, that is a team that's definitely going to be able to have the firepower to win four games in the NCAA tournament and get to a Final Four.
0: Scott Drew and Baylor dropped a couple of games to Michigan State and Duke back in December. Since then, they've opened up the new arena. Uh, They also got a big win over BYU last night in conference play. Rob, your early thoughts on the Bears and Eves Missy and just all that's going on in Waco right now with Scott Drew and company.
2: I mean, look, they are an absolute juggernaut offensively. I don't know how you expect to guard them. When you have those three guards out there, with a guy like Jalen Bridges, who is an elite shooter at the four spot and you have someone roll into the rim, whether it's Eve Missy or, um, or, uh, Ajayawuna or, or, you know, even you play Caleb Lona there. No matter what happens, you're going to have a ton of floor spacing, and a guy rolling to the rim that can go up and catch lobs at the square, right? And that is exactly what you want to do when you run offense, and it's exactly the kind of offense that Scott Drew ran when he had the number one team in the country in 2020, when he won a national championship in 2021, and when he climbed all the way back up to number one in 2022 before the injuries kind of derailed that season. So offensively, they're elite. They're everything that you want to see this Baylor team be. They have not quite been what I thought they would be on the defensive end of the floor just yet. Part of that is that I don't think Jacoby Walter has quite gotten to the level that I thought he would be at given his, uh, his kind of physical characteristics, which is understandable. Freshmen are freshmen. They're not supposed to come in and be finished products. And as good as he's been offensively, it's been a little bit of a learning curve on the defensive end of the floor. Um, But I thought that they would be better on that end. And to me, that's where they need to take a step forward. And I think we've seen improvements over the last couple of weeks, right? They've definitely been better than they were against Michigan State. That, although, you know, that's not really all that difficult to do. But if this team is going to have a chance to go back and get to another Final Four, I think that they have to get themselves to the point where they're like a top thirty team in college basketball on the defensive end of the floor. And right now, they're like probably in that top seventy-five range. So, see a little bit more ball pressure. Let's force a couple more turnovers. Let's make sure those rotations are right. Let's get on the defensive glass. Those things happen, Baylor certainly has the ceiling to be able to make a run because if they're hitting their shots and they're playing the way that they want to play offensively, they're let's put it like this. When they play their best game offensively, I don't know if there's anybody in college basketball that can beat them. The question is whether or not you want to go all the way in on a team where all you're doing is betting on we got to hit 45% from three to have a chance to win. That's that's a tough way to be able to win six straight games in the month of March.
0: Rob, for, uh, Baylor's had a couple of these guys in the last few years. The one-and-dones like Jacoby Walter is probably going to be. I mean, if he's back here next year, that's a great – news for Baylor, but you know, with the way he scores, like, let's be realistic. Like he's going to be, you know, making, uh, you know, million in the NBA next year, but um, for guys like him and the way that, you know, AAU basketball and high school basketball kind of works like now now because he is such an elite scorer, have people like him ever really been asked to play defense all that much when they're coming up? So when they they get to college, they might be willing, but it's the first time that because of the style of, of, of youth basketball now, they've really never been asked to do it.
2: You know, I think it depends on the situation. Um, when you're playing in the EYBL, the, you, you're going to be playing defensive. So that is a, that is a really, really good, talented, uh, club AAU travel league, right? And I think that when you're playing, um, at the highest level of high school basketball, I think that that is another situation where like you got to guard because you're basically playing against college teams. You're playing against teams that are just loaded with a bunch of other D1, high D1, top 100 kind of a player. Um, I think the biggest thing is just kind of figuring out rotations one, because it's a little bit different when you get to college, you're going to be asked to be able to do a little bit more. And then the other part of it is just like the, the toughness angle, right? Like the thing about freshmen now, which I think is what makes what Jacoby's doing. It's so impressive is that they're not going up against other normal college aged kids, right? In the past, you know, the the one and dons were going up against other teams that were built with one and dones with 18, 19 and 20 year olds on it. Now, all of these high major teams have like 23 and 24 year old kids that are seniors, that are fifth year seniors, that are grad transfers, that are sixth year guys using their COVID year. And while they might be. Uh, I'm doing air quotes, like low major talents or mid-major talents, that gap between 19 and 24 is just so big when it comes to basketball and when it comes to sports and when it comes to any athletics, really, um, that I think that it levels the playing field. So, um, I, I just, it becomes more difficult for these 18 and 19 year olds to be able to deal with the toughness and the physicality of a 24 year old putting a shoulder in your chest. Right? Like, it just uh, teaches it takes time to adjust, and it's the natural progression of freshmen. Freshmen aren't supposed to come in and be finished products, right? Freshmen are supposed to be freshmen. There's a reason why they're just saying in coaching circles that the best thing about freshmen is that they become sophomores. Now, when you got the talent that Jacoby does, you're probably not going to become a sophomore. You're probably going to become a top five pick in the NBA draft, which is good. Good for him. Go make that money while you can, man. They got a short window to be able to cash in on those uh, those. Yeah. And, and you might as well, well do it while you can. But um, it, it's just um, uh, when it comes to college basketball, I think we're seeing OE Macy a little bit too. But uh, it's just that's where the development needs to be for Baylor on the defensive end of the floor. And I think they can get there. You know, I, I still think this is a team that is certainly a final four threat. Um, I would probably put Kansas and Houston above them in the Big 12 title race. But Baylor's got as high of a ceiling as, frankly, anybody in the sport this season.
1: Rob, great stuff. It is an incredible website, thefieldof68.com, with information overload, but also with a ton of podcasts. Rob, we appreciate your time. Look forward to your analyst work with us when we can get you on this show. Thanks for your time. Have a great week.
2: Always a pleasure, guys.
0: This has been a Rogue Media Network production.